how many times have you felt you were so close to getting free and then something something just comes back it's like wait i thought i dealt with this i i thought that that this was over i've repented i i've done things but sometimes the freedom has to come in the in the emotional healing sometimes there's a wound that's attached to it and that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about emotional healings and we're going to talk about freedom and and my guest is alice spriggs and she is she is awesome she's an author she's an artist she's a therapist and she has been helping people break into freedom so welcome to touch by prayer alice thank you so much for for coming on the show Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This will be fun. I think so. This is a new, this is very new for me because um, if you guys follow me on uh, Facebook, you'll see where I'm doing my show. Um, I got a chair for uh, Mother's Day, so I'm in my swing chair on the outside. So we're actually doing an outside show <laughs> where it's free. <laughs> so the birds are singing and I can see the, the trees. So it's actually a very apropos show for tonight's topic so um let me ask you a question because you just wrote a book um called freedom correct and it's a a guide to freedom yeah a guide to freedom and it's 11 11 steps for uh joy peace and love i believe right hope 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 yes i'm sorry i i i put my phone down and i have my notes on there um <laughs> I told you this is this is kind of new. Usually, I have like my I have a couple little notes and I have my phone ready, but I'm like I'm loving being outside. So, in this, this is something that I think that a lot of people really struggle with is is truly getting free. Now, you're you are a therapist, correct? Um, I'm an occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. So, but the inner healing doesn't fall under that. Um, licensure training so right but um, i'm trained hmm? but but it's also part of your gifting is is to because i i really believe that people who are like i know you're you're an occupational therapist but you also because of your heart like that's just kind of where that degree kind of fell into but i feel like the the anointing that you have to to help people to um to get stronger in some of their struggles would would be right. something well, and that's, that you do. Yeah, in in the occupational therapy, I dealt more with kind of the physical aspect, whereas in the the emotional healing, um, and I kind of got into that because of questions that I had working with people with physical difficulties. Um, that just over the course of my career, I it just wasn't adding up. That wait, physically, there there it doesn't make sense why this is happening. Um, but then when I started learning more and more about emotional healing and that type of thing, I'm like, oh, okay, then that makes more sense to me. So, Without, without yeah, giving too much detail to the person's identity, can you kind of talk about like what it was that brought you into this place of, aha, there's something more to this than meets the eye? Well, yeah, it's not necessarily one person in particular, so I can, I can speak fairly freely. It's just when I was in school... Um, quite a while ago, they, we, you know, of course you take all these classes on different, um, disabling conditions. I um, mean, occupational therapy, we're concerned with, um, or they, the profession defines occupation as whatever gives meaning to your day. So that can be, you know, getting dressed, taking a shower, all of those kinds of things, all the way up to and including getting a job. But, um, so they, we had classes and they talked about like chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and some of those kinds of things. Um, that they were very rare and um, that you would rarely, you know, hardly ever see them. Um, So, and I found that to be fairly true when I got out originally um, in the profession for, um, I have to do math, 19 years now, um, there's, I noticed a steady increase over the course of that time of these uh, autoimmune disorders. So not only would people, more and more of my patients would have them, but they would have many of them. So, um, and that didn't make sense to me. It was a short enough period of time that like a natural explanation wasn't fitting. Um, Whereas, so then when I started hearing, I'm like, oh, well, then it makes sense. If you've got a lot of internal issues um, that you're, you're essentially at war with yourself emotionally and spiritually, then that makes sense that that would manifest in a physical manner. 
Well, I think so that was kind of my aha moment. Well, you know, it's interesting so. because Jesus says that, you know, my yoke is light. Right. And so as we give him our burdens, our stuff, and we take and and he gives us his, you know, some of that freedom kind of comes, but like can you kind of talk about some of the what are some of the signs that that you might need to to deal with some of some emotional baggage that that uh, might be in your life? Um, I one of the biggies is that there's there's kind of like a sense of being stuck. Like no matter what you do um, towards resolving an issue, that it still gets triggered. It still gets um, kind of it still fires off if that if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when you're put into a, a situation, a particular situation, whatever that might be. Um, so that's that's a good indication, you know, when you and especially if you've tried everything else um, and just nothing really seems to be um, addressing it or it's not it's not sticking, um, then a lot of times there can be an emotional root to those types of things. So or and or a spiritual root. Oftentimes they're very much tied together. So mm-hmm. um, so I kind of speak of one or the other but mean both (laughs) well and that and that's part of the that I think that's part of the the issue is that you know we're we're so quick to take medicine to heal the stuff to fix the stuff or we go to a doctor and you know we're we're dealing with the the physical we're we're dealing with the symptoms but we're not really dealing with the emotional and and the spiritual and sometimes we can think that we're dealing with the emotional but the spiritual's never been resolved because there's right. still that open door because it truly hasn't like there have been there have been times that that I had a word of like knowledge for someone and they absolutely said it's not true and I was like okay and but I but I heard Holy Spirit say that this is the case and and it was interesting because it was an emotional issue and as soon as it kind of became it was brought forth and she had to talk about it it as soon as she said it she admitted to the thing that she just five minutes ago said that was not her that no right because I said to her were you in a car accident and she said no I said you've never been in a car accident Holy Spirit told me she was in a car accident and that's why she's having these problems and she's (laughs) like no I said you've never been in a car accident and she's like nope and then as we start as it started to unravel you know Holy Spirit started to show me some stuff and as the other stuff started to unravel she said that she was in a car accident and I just looked at her and yeah. I went, I'm sorry, did you just say that you were in a car accident? <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 let's check out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and when she yeah. said it, all of her face, her face just was like, oh my gosh. Like she dealt with it because she didn't, right. she wasn't dealing yeah. with it. And it was like this spiritual thing that had it hidden so deep because as soon as we dealt with that, her healing came. It right. came, like, and right away. Yeah, the, the enemy thrives in hiddenness and in darkness. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it, it isn't necessarily that um, you need more authority or, you need, you know, you need more prayer or you need this or that. It's that you need the knowledge of what's there. Correct. That's, that's getting in your way. That's blocking whatever freedom that that is. As soon as it's identified, and I tell that to my clients all the time, I'm like, you know, this sounds like a really bad, scary, hairy deal, you know, especially if you're dealing with generational stuff that's afflicted, you know, your generations for, you know, for forever. That's a big deal in your life. However, once we know what it is, we have complete authority to break it off. But when we don't know what it is, then that's when we're stuck. Well, it's sort of so, like we're fishing, but we're using the wrong bait. Right. Yep. And and so what happens is that sometimes we're you know we're we're fishing to to get rid of something and you know we're we're catching something but it's not what needs to be caught. It's like right. little teeny tiny yucky things that we keep throwing back into the water, you know, yeah. because <laughs> we're trying to get the real big fish, but we're just not yeah. we're we're not using the right tool to pull it out. And yeah. um, and so, depend yeah, depending on what it is as well. You know, we've developed our own coping strategies mm. through the years to deal with whatever it is. So they they may not be as um, helpful as we might wish, 
but you know they they've been somewhat effective for us you know they're they're in place there for a reason so a lot of times we have to kind of get to the place where we can trust the holy spirit we can trust god enough to be willing to let him touch those areas so um you know that can be that can be a significant thing as well and you know the other thing that i keep kind of like thinking about is that there are there are people who don't even know how to recognize that call for help like like right. anger yeah. anger is one of those things that you know it rears its ugly head when confronted with uh, certain situations like tri- like you were saying earlier triggers so right. all of yeah. a sudden you get that trigger and all of a sudden that yeah. anger that anger yeah. comes out and it 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 just it totally like blocks everything down. Yeah. And especially when it's completely out of proportion to whatever situation it is, then you're not just angry at, or whatever emotion at that particular situation. You're tapping into every other time that that particular um, trauma or whatever has been, you know, it's kind of like having a bruise and you keep poking it. Well, it hurts <laughs> a lot, a lot more than if there's not a bruise there. Right. So... Yeah. And, and so you... what I was going to say is like, what are just so that because what I really felt that this show was supposed to do is I really felt like this is really supposed to pull pull this whole thing out in because like the way that you wrote your book, your book is like, it's like, OK, you do this, you do this, you recognize this. Is I mean, is that pretty much a, a correct anal- analogy of, of how that book was written? It's, it's basically give you freedom and, and to give you the, the things that God has promised. Right. It's, um, yeah, there's definitely um, different tools. And a couple of, like, one of the chapters is how to bind up the lies of the enemy. Um, so when, and I talk a little bit about, um, I basically wanted a, a very practical, down-to-earth, okay, this is what you're going through, then this is what you might want to try and do. Um, so, and I talk about how to go through those prayers. So if you find that you're very angry, you know, then you're taking that before the Lord. Why am I so angry about this? And then working through forgiveness, working through, um, you know, the lies that I've believed, that anger is power, that anger is, um, that I'm more important when I'm angry or, you know, whatever, whatever particular. Right. Or I'm going to be heard. That you've had. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that? Why has that been in you know, my subconscious opinion, at least, if not my conscious opinion, an effective strategy for behavior in the situation. So, and then addressing those lies. Um, so, well, now there are quite a few of those types of things. And like, and I start with, you know, saturating your atmosphere so that you're setting, um, you're setting a spiritually healthy atmosphere um, wherever you are, um, reading the word so that you know what the truth is. Um, you know, and then listening to the Spirit, um, all those types of things. So um, it doesn't get into a lot of the, um, I'd say, like, specifics as far as doing generational work or or that type of thing. Um, that's kind of beyond the scope. <laughs> that's, that would be, a, you know, many books in and of itself. So that's beyond the scope of, of this, but it's definitely... Um, you know, areas of unforgiveness, areas of lies that you're believing, um, how to bind up, you know, those um, lies that are coming at you from the enemy to recognize them and bind them up so that you're not buying into them again and again. So so in, in that way, um, depending on, I guess, the kind of the level of trauma that you're dealing with, it would be a good adjunct to other forms of inner healing, um, or it would be like good preparation work or... Um, you know, if there's not anything severely in particular that you're dealing with, and this might be all that you would need to do. So is to, to learn how to, you know, bind up a particular lie that's really bothering you or whatever. Now, did you feel that there were some steps that the Holy, that Holy Spirit showed you, um, to, to recognize, oh, this might have to be dealt with? Like, did you feel that there were certain, that there were certain things that, that a person can start to say, wait a second, I think that this is beyond like, cause there are some people who go for deliverance and they're, you know, they've been through deliverance. I don't know, 12, 15 times. I mean, they're <laughs> still being delivered. And I'm like, dude, like, don't you think you would have gotten like, 
like at some point, <laughs> shouldn't it have have stuck? So if it's not sticking, yeah. that means that it's not it's not the deliverance that's the problem. It's not the demons. There's something there's something else. Because I think we're right. so quick to blame everything. Not, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, and I was one of these people where I'd be like, oh, it's a, the, the devil did this and the devil did that. But I also, <laughs> through, through speaking through people, have started to understand that sometimes it's, it's wounds and it's hurts and it's lies right. that are, and, it, and it's ourselves, you know, so as a man thinketh, so is he. But if that's a subconscious yeah. thought, is that still true? Right. Well, and that's that's part of what in the, the types of, of training that I have, I deal a lot with subconscious content. And that's where a lot of times that disconnect is. It's the things that you don't, that you've either suppressed or that you don't know about. Um, like generational stuff, a lot of times, then when you start to think, oh, wait a minute, there's this pattern in my family of this type of behavior. Um, or it could be like diametrically opposing um, type, you know, types of behaviors. Like if it's a, a poverty spirit type of thing, then, you know, you might have some people that are very frugal, excessively frugal with their money. And then you may have some people that, you know, spend every cent that they've got. So they're kind of a, a similar heart base um, or root to that. Um could be i mean not necessarily and that's we're also individual that's very much the difficulty in this type of thing because i can't say oh if you're struggling with this then it's automatically this this or you know this this and this correct i can't say that you know i'm just looking at your behavior there could be a number of different issues that are going on under the surface that's exhibiting itself as this behavior but I also, so. I also think that when a person is looking for freedom, looking for, you know, getting yes. rid of something, I, I think that's the first step because you can Absolutely. talk to somebody till they're blue in the face. And if they're not receiving it and they're not ready to deal with it, then there's nothing really you can do. Yeah, I can't, I can't get you free. Mm -hmm. I can help you as you work towards freedom. You know, I can kind of be a conduit between you and God using the tools that I have. or And I think that's true of, if, of any of us, but I can't take responsibility for your spiritual or emotional health. That's so that good. That isn't my, you know, that that's way across the boundary. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, and I think that's so important because I think that some people have this this understanding that this this person has an anointing or this person hears from God. So I'm just going to keep going to them because they're going to get me free. And it's really not us. It's it's really the Holy right. it's Holy Spirit guiding us to help them come to a place of aha. Oh wait, the power is in me. <laughs> you <Yes>. know. <laughs> oh wait exactly. a second. Yeah. Well, you know, there are yeah. so many people who feel that they don't hear, and I also feel that that's an emotional thing. That that's that they need. Oh, yeah. You know that they can't. And a lot hear. of times, it you know it it depending. It can depend on the types of relationships that you've experienced in the physical realm. So with your father or your mother, or your siblings, your friends, you know, all of those influence the way that we view God. So if you've, you know, that's, that can be a very big um, thing to, hear, to heal that up so that you're able to accept the fact that, oh, he really does like me. It's not just that he loves me and he tolerates my existence on the planet, but no, he delights in me. He loves me. He has a fabulous plan for me. You know, a lot, a lot of times, if you didn't get any of that type of thing from anybody, you've got no concept of what that looks like. So, you know, you don't have a framework to hang that on I, and in I, your spirit or your mind. I think that is such a, a, a great point. That is such a great point because how we view other people is how we view God. And especially mm -hmm. if we've had so many broken relationships, like that's, yeah. that's been a big, that's a big issue. Yeah. But, you know, and there is a lot of bad theology out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that too. So, you know, that, that kind of at reinforces the, the, mm. all the opinions about God. Yeah. So, but, so yeah, it's. So now some of the things that, um, that I've been noticing um, especially with this election, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that the fear is running rampant. 
I mean, oh my word, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like somebody let fear out, and it has invaded America. Yes. And I don't think I've ever seen fear in people before, and anger. Oh my gosh, fear and anger. Yeah. The two, the two, the two things that have come to a boil. It's like whoa. Yeah. That's. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting time in U.S. history for sure. But I I think that part of this is you know people will say, oh well they're just you know they don't like this person or they don't like that person and I'm really seeing, I'm really seeing it as that these people are manifesting these things that need to be dealt with and if if. <laughs> And if we can just kind of see it for what it is and go, holy moly, do you see that person's face? Did you see that person's face just change and shift and get really contorted and angry? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a spirit. <laughs> that wasn't like that person. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And it's, and it's like, but I think, you know, there's so much emotional healing that needs to be done, like, worldwide. Yeah. Because of the stuff that that people have, you know, been through. So it's really not their fault. They've just been victim. So have... Well, in our... I mean, just society as a whole is so um, chaotic. I mean, we we have input and stimulus coming at us from all angles all the time. I mean, you... Most places have music going, then you've got people talking, and you've got just all kinds of stuff and then you're on your phone or you've got your computer or you know all of, you know all of the above you've got so many things coming at you all of the time there's not really um there's not really ever a time when people are just at peace just quiet and settled so there's not a time in our our bodies our brains need that time to process things to sort through things um you know and it's in the peace and the stillness that we encounter Christ um, so profoundly. We can't, it's I mean, not that you can't encounter Christ in a chaotic environment, because you can, um, but but you, you've you got to have that downtime, and we don't have it generally. I mean, you have to, you have to choose to disconnect from all of the outside stuff. Um, so, and, I mean, you can see that there's that need just looking at the New Age environment, that there's such a huge um, focus on centering and meditation and, you know, all of these things to get back to a place of, of quiet and peace and stillness. So that, you know, that's Jesus modeled for us so perfectly in the garden when he would go away by himself to pray. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you brought up that New Age because I think that's really important that the people who are um, spiritually seeking, that they have realized that there are certain things that are in this world that are not good for them and that mm-hmm. they need to be they need to be grounded. And they and I've noticed people who who say, you know, um, that they, they have to meditate, they have to go get themselves into a place of quiet, that they have to regroup, that they have to refocus. And mm-hmm. it and it's I think yeah. that's something that the church is not necessarily doing. There's so much stimuli right. and when we go ours. to church. <laughs> that was ours to start with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well I know everything gets hijacked. And but I think it's important. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's such a great tool for us to go yes. kind of go back into it. Yeah. You know? So and and you know the other thing too is all this confusion. Like people are not sleeping. I don't know. I'd like right. to, is that something that you hear constantly? Cuz Alice oh, yeah. I hear that's, it like it's every a very time. common a common complaint that I I run across. So and that's, you know, again, you don't ever disconnect. So you you know, your brain is constantly trying to, to sort things out and go through things. And then, you know, like you mentioned, all the fear, the anxiety, all of that, none of that's conducive to a quiet, restful sleep. Correct. So, you know, you've, it's, and I think that that's one of the things that, that the enemy definitely um, 
gets in there and exacerbates. Yeah. You know, he really gets in there and, and amps up the fear, amps up the anxiety. You know, is because a lot of times, yes, there's cause for concern, but is there cause for dire panic? No. You know, when... So... Well, I think it's interesting because I think in when when you hit on something like um you know like when you're you're dealing with a person and you're dealing with healing and that part of them kind of gets healed and holy spirit reveals some stuff have have they come back to you and said i sleep so well <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yep yeah they you know and the they, anxiety attacks oh they're not having to take medicine anymore obviously yeah. that's you know, they have to go work with their physician Absolutely. as far as medication is concerned. But, um, yeah, but they, people no longer have to take blood pressure medication. Yep. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that are, you know, their roots are that, that anxiety. And so if you deal with that, then, and again, I think, um, or, or maybe I haven't completely mentioned it but you can deal with the internal stuff but you do need to learn how to so if you're if this negative coping strategy you get healed from the need for that you still need to learn how to effectively cope with things that happen because there are going to be things that happen that aren't fabulous so um that once you heal those wounds you no longer overreact to them so you don't have, that doesn't have to be your default. You have kind of like a window of opportunity to choose a better path. So um, that that's also something that's, that's needed if you've never seen that or, you know, been around healthy coping strategies. Like, what are they? And how does one go about, you know, doing something not in a panic all the time? Right. So, well, I mean, I think we learn from our parents. And if our parents were... Like, say our parents were hypochondriacs, okay? So right. they were always saying, oh, my gosh, I'm sick. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting sick. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, well, that can either do one or two things. The child can either completely turn off from any type of, like, ailment. Like, if they get a cold, they won't take medicine. <laughs> they just they don't deal with it. It's like, it's just, I, I'm not going to listen to my body and whatever, which isn't so mm-hmm. good. Or they become like the parent. And like same with the right. anger, same with the, um, t- just with some of the negative things that we can be, you know, and I guess that, that kind of is generational because that's one of the things that, you know, when I, I've talked to certain people, I'm like, you know, t- does your mom sleep? No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. Well, how right. about, you know, did her grandmother sleep? <laughs> you know, yeah. does your sister sleep? You know, let's, let's, yeah. nobody in my family sleeps. Oh, okay. Okay, well, then, then yeah. this well, is... Well, that's not normal. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, the crazy the crazy part is about the sleeping is their people are functioning on so little sleep because they, they, yeah. they try to go to sleep at a reasonable time, but they wake up like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and that's it. They're done. So they're getting like maybe yeah. 3 or 4 hours worth of sleep, and they're basically zombies, like yeah. going to work going to school like it's it's such a disconnect on I, I and I've been like really kind of watching this and hearing and then from the lack of sleep comes disorientation comes frustration oh, yeah. shortness of temper comes um uh, aches and pains nauseousness headaches like a lot of the yeah. different th- and, and if, if it persists there's a yeah. number you know there's all kinds of different physical issues that um, that are, are at the least made worse because of a lack of sleep. Right. Well, there, so. there are teachers, there are kids in school who are being treated with medication for ADHD who just don't sleep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not because they really have ADHD. They don't sleep. Yeah. And so they can't function. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's Maslow's hierarchy. You know, you just can't. You've got to have your basics met before yeah. you can do the higher level functioning. Yes. Well, you know, and if you yeah. if you look at other countries that nap during the day, that sleep and rest is important. They have mm-hmm. less sickness. People are on less medication, and they live longer lives. Yeah. Because we that rest is you know 
And that's the scriptures talk about that he gives his beloved rest. That's right. You know, that's and you know, the Sabbath was was created for us. We weren't created for it. It was created for us. Right. So, because it's a gift. It isn't a curse. It's a gift. Absolutely. But, you know, people don't, people think that they're missing out if they don't rest. Yeah, no. And that's, and I, when I was in grad school, when I first kind of, um, I don't know if I, I, I mean, I grew up in the church, so we always had Sunday, and Sunday was always different, but it wasn't kind of an intentional thing, I guess. And I first kind of heard about, you know, keeping the Sabbath, quote unquote. Right. And so, um, and I found that when I, um, and I wasn't really legalistic about it or anything like that, but um, but when I take a day out of the week and rest, um, and I, I'm never not doing anything, but I try and do, you know, things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> not, not anything work-related. Right. But, um, I, am, I, get, I get way a lot more done of the other six days than I ever thought of doing with the seven that I started with. Right. Because I've taken that rest. So. But you have to, you have to shut down. Like you have to mentally like shut everything off. Everything needs to, that's why, you know, my mother in 2002 was in a house fire. And so they put her in a medically induced coma. Um, And it was interesting because I really, the Lord was like talking to me and I, and believe me, I wasn't, I wasn't filled with the Holy spirit. I wasn't speaking in tongues. I wasn't doing any of the (laughs) things, but yet he still spoke to me. So it's like, Mm -hmm. he will always, he will always talk. And and when you're going through something, you listen, but he was really showing me about the importance of why they do that. Because when, when you are resting, your body repairs itself. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're not resting, your body doesn't do a complete job of repairing. So, and I believe that's where some of this stuff is, is really coming from. You know, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything because I do believe, you know, that sometimes it is generational and, and, you know, like if this runs in your family, you have a higher propensity to getting something, but I, I, but I do believe that because if we if we look at the sicknesses of now versus the sicknesses like you were just saying earlier like fibromyalgia yeah. people don't even know what the heck that like they don't there is no reason for people to get it or these people who are getting these autoimmune diseases like right it's just it's just not there's just no reason and i think that you know the emotional part it's it's really, unfortunately, if, you're, if we're not dealing with that emotional stuff, then we're not able to rest. We're not able to right. be at peace because yeah. we're being tormented by yeah. it. And not to say that, it, that it's all in your head. I mean, that's my no. sister was diagnosed with um, fibromyalgia a number of years ago. I mean, as, as much as, like you were saying, they can really diagnose it. It's not a definitive <laughs> diagnosis. Right. It's kind of a ruling out of other things. Um, you know, and that was one of the things, well, it's all just in your head. Well, no, no, it's, you know, physical. you are really physically in pain. You are really, you know, there are real things that are happening to you physically. Um, but that's when she was clear, when all of the, the issues related to that with, for her were cleared. She hasn't, it's been like eight years, I think. And she's not had a single symptom See, of that. fibromyalgia and hers was very severe. I love that. So, um, you know, that's, you know, and that's I. So I'm just always very cautious to say no. We're not saying that it's all in your head. We're oh no, no, not at all. There's not a real, a real thing. And I know you weren't saying that. I no, and that, in but. fact, what I what maybe I should just uh, restate this. What I'm saying is that because there is hurt, that right. that you can't function, because eventually. Yeah. You, you can't, it's like if you have an open wound, if you don't eventually take care of it, it's going to get infected and right. the infection is yeah. going to start to spread. And that's exactly yeah. what emotional wounds are. These are just yeah. infections that are spreading and it, and it's yeah. really, and it's destroying your, your mental, your physical and your emotional parts of you. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and because we're so individual and I think, like you said, different generational things have an influence our genetic makeup has an influence on where where are those weak spots that the woundedness is going to kind of go 
Um, you know, and the enemy is going to, he preys on our weaknesses. Um, you know, when I started doing this kind of work, yeah, you grow up hearing, yeah, the enemy's evil, but you have no concept of that until you start doing this kind of work that, oh, no, no, he delights in kicking you when you're down. That is just mean. <laughs> yeah. He's just, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's, so he is looking for those kind of windows of opportunity, those, that low-hanging fruit that he's going to nab onto as quickly as he can. And, so, you know, it, it's very interesting because there is, um, in my family, everybody keeps their stuff in their stomach. So stomach, mm-hmm. I had stomach issues as a kid. And I, just recently I was starting to think about it. I'm like, I, you know, I really haven't had stomach issues. If, but as soon as something starts to upset me, it's the first place that it goes to. Yeah. And, and so yeah. there's, the, the interesting part is that when you start to, to start, when you start, like you said, you start to work with this, you start to work with people or Holy Spirit starts to show you stuff and teach you stuff. You're like, oh, that rotten, rotten thing. Okay, now let's let's get yeah. rid of that. You know what I mean? Now you're yep. like, all right, now now I'm equipped. Okay, let's, it's, it's going, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, it, and, yep. it, and as you start to, to understand what you can do and like you know i think in writing this this book i i think it was just like because you hear it and hear it and hear it and your heart just breaks and it's like yeah. i can't get to everybody but a book can yeah you know and and i i just i think it's um i just think it's really beautiful that you just you put it in into such a simplistic way that that Wherever you are, it could be a starting point or it could be a finishing point for for you, depending on right. what you've dealt with. Yeah. You yeah. know. And yep. um, that was that was my hope. <laughs> well, and, and I think that that's I, I like, you know, we have a mutual friend, um, praying medic, you know, David mm-hmm. Joseph, and he's written a book about emotional healing that people have been using step by step to to get emotionally healed. And I think that, well, I don't know. I mean, you've been in the church for a lot longer than me. So was this something that was really talked about, Alice, like back in the day? Not that I ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, because I kind of feel this is like a new thing. Yeah. I mean. And I think that part of it is just, and I think part of it is our Western Western culture um, where we have compartmentalized so many things. So we've we talk about our spiritual life we talk about and and part of it i think was the fact that um a lot of people in you just need to kill the flesh the flesh is bad the flesh is evil and and the emotions fall within that you know quote fleshly realm so you don't you just you kill them you don't deal with them you don't heal them you don't you know they they're they're just evil they're of the devil or or whatever um so I think that's that's part of it, whereas we're growing to, you know, know what? God has emotions, so obviously they can't all be of the devil. Yes. <laughs> so we're not, we're not just a physical being. We're not just a spiritual being. We're not just an emotional being. We're all of those things, and they all have an impact on the other. The spiritual and emotional impact each other, and I think that's a little bit easier to understand because they're both kind of nebulous concepts. But they also both can have an impact on your on your physical well being, as your physical well being can have an impact on your spiritual and emotional. Well, so, but that's a very new thing, at least that I've I know about. It isn't so, there like some sort of a theory, and I don't know if this is true, but it's, hasn't there been a theory that people who suffer with back problems, it really is an emotional thing? I've heard that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm just always very hesitant to say something is always something. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you lift so, up, but, you lift up 500 pounds, you're going to have back problems, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you, yeah. yeah, if you break your back, if yeah. you, you know, pull a muscle, you slip a disc, right. uh, there are physical reasons why you've got Absolutely. Um, you know, but, but having this... said that, does, does, can that then lead to emotional issues? Yes. Mm. Um, because it compromises then what, if you're no longer able to, you know, if you're this big strapping guy who is used to throwing around, you know, huge bales of hay without any issue whatsoever, and now you can't pick up a jug of milk, then that has a huge impact on how you see yourself and how you're able to function. So you have to kind of re, 
you know, so there, it, it does impact. Um, and I think that a lot of times then it kind of becomes like a chicken and egg kind of thing where then you start having negative um, feelings about yourself and who you are. So then that aggravates the physical issues and kind of becomes a vicious cycle. Well, I also think, too, that sometimes people have had traumatic events in their life that as time has passes, the the trauma has kind of subsided, like because they've dealt with it. They've like like you were saying earlier, they compartmentalized it in their in their life. Mm -hmm. But what what happens is during a trauma there is all kinds of chemicals. I mean, this this is scientific. All kinds right. of crazy chemicals are released when there is when there is a major trauma. Like some people mm-hmm. who have seen something, there are chemicals that are released. Or somebody who is so afraid that there is a chemical release, and you know, there have been people who have actually died because they got so frightened. Mm-hmm. Like it is like there is something to our emotions yeah. and our physical being. Yeah. Because I think that the way that God created us, he, you know, in in his presence is joy, which I'm all about the joy. You know, well, there are so many things about people who are joyful, have less sickness, have, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not depressed. They just have fuller, richer lives. They have more friends. They're much more um, inter, you know, they, um, are much more social, like, and it just seems that people like do nice things for them. And it just, they attract, you know, the law of attraction, somebody who's super, super happy and super accessible. We want to be around them. The life of the party, that's yeah. where we want to be. Somebody who's sitting yep. in the corner. You reap what you sow is the, the yeah. right. equivalent of that. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. you know, it goes down to the joy of the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, in, in the joy, there's a strength in that. Yes. That joy and, and think about what happens when we laugh, when we laugh or when we're happy, there are endorphins that are released. Did you ever see yeah. the, did you ever see the movie with um, Reese Witherspoon, um, Legally Blonde? She says, oh, pe- I don't think so. Oh my gosh. She goes, well, people who exercise, they have endorphins and endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Story. You know, there you go. Yeah, that's what she th- th- because she was going to be a lawyer and she was defending this person who was accused of killing her husband. She goes, "No, she exercises. She has endorphins, and endorphins make you happy. And happy people don't kill people." And I think that <laughs> it's such a great. It really is such a, a fun little clever thing. But if we really think about it, like when we're happy, when we're we're you know feeling good about ourselves and we're happy. Like everything is right in the world. We don't have anger. Right. We don't have confusion. We're just like, yay, life is good. Life is great. You know? <laughs> yes. But there are some people who just won't let themselves get to that point. They won't allow that, that joy in. And I think right. that that is something that, like, if you don't, if, if you're not having that and you can't get that, I think that that might be something that you might want to, you know, come to because there are some people who believe that, you know, happiness is not like you can't be happy. Their parents weren't happy or, or, you know, it could be a religious thing, you know, you know, we we need to be very sad for everybody. (laughs) You know, this world is horrible (laughs) and everybody is horrible. And so we need to be really sad and wait for Jesus to come and take us because then only then we can be happy. It's like, it's like, but I, I really think that there's, there's so much scientific to what, what, what is being tapped into right now about the emotional healing. I think there's such a scientific base to it. Right. And there, there is a lot more just actual, you know, medical studies that are being done related to all of these things. People who are grateful, people who are, like you said, happy, um, all of these different things and all the different kind of, kind of subtle things that people had suspected and a lot of people are like oh no no that doesn't make any sense because they couldn't measure it well now they're developing the technology to be able to measure things so we're um it's kind of it's a very exciting time oh i think so i i definitely think so and i think that you know the more that we the more that we allow the holy spirit to reveal to us 
the different things that have been holding people back. I think there's even going to become different books about healing. So it's not going to be emotional. It's not going to be spiritual. But I think there might actually be more to it. Like sometimes it can even be, um, you know, from just from having bad dreams. You know, people could be traumatized just from having a Mm -hmm. bad dream that they don't want to sleep. And especially Mm -hmm. if it's a recurring dream. You know, and that, and yeah. that's one of the things I've I've talked to some people, and when they they don't sleep, it's interesting that they have a lot of nightmares, so they don't want to dream. Yeah, they don't want to sleep because they're afraid, and it's very mm-hmm. interesting that he comes to even steal our sleep. It's like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the interesting thing to me because that does that comes up in my work quite a bit. Um, frequently, I wouldn't you know again I'm staying away from the always yes. <laughs> but frequently those people have a, a seer gifting or a prophetic gifting mm. and yes. so the enemy has come in and twisted that and and shown them the, the the dark side of that gifting so because a lot of the the churches don't know what to do with a lot of the of those types of things so then you know you you're not shown how to how to ask God to meet you in those places so, or, or what um, to do about it, how how right. to shift your yeah. vision. <laughs> yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And and I, yeah. I, I think that that's another thing, too, that I feel is going to, that some of the, the giftings, like the seer anointing, you know, people say, okay, so with the seer anointing, I can see into the spiritual realm. Now, just in case you don't know what that is, it's that you can have a vision You can see something with your imagination and God shows you or reveals something to you in a vision or in just a thought, but you actually can see it. There are some people who actually can see, actually see things or you'll notice something and you'll know that there's a significance to it. So he just Mm -hmm. uses your eyesight to, to show you things because, you know, we have five senses naturally. And the Lord said that there are five supernatural senses. So mm-hmm. there, there is the seer, there is the speaking, there is a smelling. There are people who smell things, who can, Sermon, yeah. yeah, they can smell demons, they can smell angels, mm-hmm. they can smell Jesus. They, they smell things. You know, the Lord said to me, he said, Lisa, he goes, you've heard that there's a smell of victory. He goes, and there's a smell of, and <laughs> like there, really a, is. there really is. And he goes, and there's a smell of defeat. He goes, there's a smell of fear. Oh, he told me this. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, there are smells. He goes, people, there are certain words that have been used in our vocabulary and part of our language that we just use very nonchalantly, but there are reasons that those are there because there is right. truth yeah. in it. Like, yeah. like, um, you know, they used to call liquor store wine and spirits. They used to say instead uh, of a yeah. liquor store, they would say wine and spirits. Spirits, yeah. Because the spirits were in the other alcohol that was not wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was not wine. It was different. And, and there were things that if you unleashed, if you, if you partook of those beverages that there was a possibility that that spirit could come upon you see i think that back in the in the you know 17th 18th 19th centuries that people were much more um they were more uh sensitive to spiritual things but i think they were so afraid of it that they just shut it down and mm-hmm. now I think in this day and age that we're really open to the spiritual things and so we're starting to to open up, but we're starting to see that look, this stuff has always been there. This has never been hidden. It's just it just was shut down, right? You know, but um, yeah. But I, I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting that you said that you're that some of the people that that um that you said were not you know having bad dreams that that they had that that gifting. Yeah. Yeah, that's and then. Like I said, it wouldn't be always necessarily, but mm-hmm. it seems to be that that the people that struggle with with those negative dreams, so 
Now, well, what, and even, you know, like your chronic warrior who can always visualize the worst case scenario ever. Mm. Well, that's, you know, flip that gifting around. <laughs> if you're good at visualizing it that way, you can train yourself to visualize the good and to see what, what you know, that's the enemy's hope for the situation. You flip it over and that's God's, or at least closer to God's hope for the situation, you know, or plan for the situation. Absolutely. So it's it's the same gift. It's which what are you looking at? Well, and that's so, that's the problem that the yeah <laughs> the church the church has not necessarily said okay, stay fixed and focused on Jesus, you know, yeah. and and He's going to show you. But you know, and and that again, you know, that that's about to change because there's so many books out there. There's so many. There's so much revelation that is being you know given out there to people to to help them to teach them because well when and the i think the more you talk about it too then the more you're like oh it's not just me well hold on then (laughs) you know it's like completely instead of being the odd person out you find out oh wait a minute there's all these other people you know who think like i do or who can smell things right you know like i thought i was the only one well no you're not there are others Right. You know, but like you said, because nobody talks about it, it's kind of hush hush. So, but I think there's becoming a greater freedom, you know, and people are saying, okay, hey, here's, here's my, my thing, you know, can, can anybody else, you know, do that? And regardless of what that is, it sets you free. You're, and that's, I think, one of the, the greatest benefits of becoming free is that then it enables you, um, to become a hope for somebody else. You give them permission to get free. Yes. Even if it's a, in a completely different area than yours, you've still given them permission to be free. So you've shown them it's possible. And I think that's what God yeah. wants. I think that, oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be like, I just hear like freedom bells. I keep hearing like freedom bells ringing because he is trying to set the church free. And I'm not talking yes, so much about the, the, the buildings, but the people. Yes. Yeah. You know? So, and that's, and, you know, I would go so far as he's, he's out to set everybody free. Oh, yes, I agree with that. So. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> Whoever you are and whatever your belief, you know, he is out to set you free. He is out um, to, to show you what the abundant life could mean for you. That is his heart. Yeah. You know, he, that's, um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, I think, to see all of the, the things that are happening as more and more people are embracing freedom and realizing that it's possible, that I'm not just because, um, you know, this is in my bloodline. That doesn't mean that I'm stuck with it. It can stop here. Absolutely. So, and I, and I, um, I think that like, like you were saying earlier, like the book is just like, a, it's just like a stepping stone. It's a beginning. Mm-hmm. But I, I think yeah. that one of the things that, that you said, Alice, that really just was so beautiful was you said that it, freedom is really about a choice. That freedom is yes. something that if you are choosing to be free, then, you're, then, then the tools to become free are going to be presented to you. They're going to be set before mm-hmm. you. And all you have to do is just kind of walk it out. And sometimes you have to walk with somebody because you might not know exactly what to do, but the best right. person to walk with is Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because Holy Spirit will show you and, and teach you and, and guide you into all the truths. And, uh, and it, it mm-hmm. was, <laughs> what's interesting, just um, I was over at a friend's house and my friend, I started to share some of my stories and she, she said to me, she goes, do you feel anything here in my house? And I said, well, do you? And she said, I don't know, but I think so. I said, okay. So I, I prayed over her. I said, would it be okay if I prayed over you? And she said, yes. And so I prayed over her. And when I prayed over her, I said, okay, now I just prayed over you. Now I want you to ask Holy Spirit what's in this room. And so we, we were in her kitchen and, um, 
And she said, Holy Spirit, what's in this room? And I said, okay, what was the first thought that popped into your, into your head? And she said, anger. I said, okay, so we're going to get rid of anger. So I said, now, so I, I, I said, tell anger, you know, that it has no more right or authority. It's been found that it has to leave this room. We were, you know, and we repented and we did whatever we needed to do. But then I said to her, mm-hmm. I said, okay, now ask Holy Spirit what is in this room. Because I didn't know if there was more stuff. Because I wasn't asking. Right. This was, this was her house. This was not my house. Right. <laughs> but I, I said to her, okay, now ask Holy Spirit what's in this room. And she goes, Holy Spirit, what's in this room? And all of a sudden she went, dinner. <laughs> dinner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, she, and she said, I saw my family sitting around the table eating dinner. And oh, she goes, and yeah. that doesn't happen. And I was like, okay. And so what we did is we went through the house and, and it was interesting because she had some things that, that always, que- she, she always questioned, should she have them? And she kind of had a little bit of a Catholic guilt about it. Mm-hmm. But, but it was interesting because I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. But I had her ask Holy Spirit, is there anything that needs to leave this room? And she's like, yeah, that has to go. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said, ask Holy Spirit. And so she did. But. But I was, I was sharing this with my husband and I said, I said, you know, I didn't do anything. I just, I brought her to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit told her what to do. I was just there to help her, but she heard him as clear, as clear as day. And it was funny because as she would answer and she would say what was in the room and, and, and she would describe it, we would, we would break it and we would rebuke it and we would ask for the change. And so if there was like fear, we asked for love to fill the room or if there was sadness, we asked for joy. And so we were, we were right, you know, bringing yeah. in the new stuff. And, and I said to my husband, I said, it was so powerful to see someone who never really heard from God before just walking around and taking complete authority over her home. Yeah. And I, I, because she knew she could. It, yes. Yes. It it wasn't like, oh, you sit here and I'll go get rid of this stuff. No. And it was funny because, you know, three years ago, that's what I would have done. Four years ago. Yeah. I would have done that. Heck, even two years ago. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, you know, as, as I, um, as you start to hear, like you were saying, when you start to hear other people and you start to say, wait a second. Wait, we can do that. Wait, I can do that. Wait, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. that's that's the thing. So, Alice, when did you get? When did you start to understand some of the supernatural giftings that God had placed inside of you? When did those kind of come up? Oh, I think I'm still. I'm still <laughs> <working>. <laughs> um, and I I think a lot of. Uh, Probably over the last 10 years, I think, has been um, when I, I think when I've understood uh, kind of more what was going on, like, um, and even just my painting, um, I, you know, I, I have my bachelor's degrees in biology and chemistry, and I kind of took painting classes as a dare because somebody said I couldn't do art because I was a science major, and so I went home and took art classes and discovered that I loved it. But it was still very much kind of like the, I was always dissatisfied with them, you know, like your, your classical painting kind of things where I have this picture and I'm going to paint it um, or draw it or whatever. And I was always, I, I was always, there was always something missing. Um, and I never really understood why. And looking back, it, it was the life that was missing. Mm. It was the spirit that was missing. And so as I've kind of grown in my relationship with God, it's kind of been like um, very random in, in some ways. I'm sure he had, you know, all this plan. But to me, it just kind of feels like I'm wandering around experimenting with things. And um, I'm now a mad artistic scientist. But, um, you know, and as I, I do things, I, I could feel the pleasure of the Lord in my artwork or when I was creating the art. And so I started really kind of going into that and then realizing that, oh, well, then that's, that's why, you know, I, um, 
you know, had a ton of different interactions with people over the years that didn't, I didn't understand. And I'm like, oh, well, I think that makes more sense because it was this that they were reacting to um, that I didn't even know myself. So, um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still learning. So, and that's, one of my favorite things to do is to learn new things. I'm always trying new stuff. So, so I hope I don't ever not, get, you know, get to that point where I don't learn. So, well, I think the Holy Spirit is always teaching, and I yeah, and, and I, I think so too. I joke and I say that um, I'm in Holy Spirit University, where you never get a diploma, <laughs> you just get a new class. You. There you are. You just get a new class. <laughs> You know, it's like, yep. okay, I'm in Healing 101. Oh, great, I'm in 101. Or now I'm in Healing 501. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, now I'm going into 102. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is called Compassion 101. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is one. This is Compassion yeah. 101.2. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. the, Absolutely. He, he just, and, and as we... As we grow, as we um, start to understand who we are, I believe that God introduces new people who can take us to that next step. And I think Mm -hmm. he introduces us into people who have, you know, already taken that course. They're in a different course. And and so they can help guide us through the course so we don't have to take it again. Now, there have been times that I've had to take Obedience 101 a couple of times. You know, but um, but yeah. unfortunately, you know, um, the first class I slept through and the second class, <laughs> I was afraid of the teacher. <laughs> By the time I took it for the third time, I was like, I need to get out of this class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So can I put you on the accelerated program? Exactly. Exactly. Class? Yeah. Exactly. You know, so because I think that sometimes, you know, we're being taught and we truly we don't even realize it and we like fall asleep and we're like oh wait we were being taught something. i'm being taught something oh i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and i'm and i i it's been interesting because i've seen some of your artwork and i've seen some of the we have some mutual friends on facebook and i've been it's been interesting because there is so many people who are so freely painting and it's so mm-hmm. beautiful and it's always yeah. and it, and and I come from an extremely artistic family, and I always have said that I can't draw to save my life. However, <laughs> however, I'm very very crafty, and I can paint. And 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 yeah. it was funny because you know I started when when somebody challenges challenges me and says that I can't do something, I I try to prove them wrong, and yeah. so. That's when I discovered. Yeah, that was never allowed in in my house growing up. You can't say that you can't. See, I love that. <laughs> Until you tried it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 so there's this new freedom. So um, I'm actually going to encourage, you know, um, actually, Alice, would you say a prayer to um, to just inspire creativity? Because I feel that there's, I think that there are some people who are needing to get a jolt of creative juices flowing. Sure. Oh, Father God, we just thank you and we um, praise you that we can come freely before you. Um, Father, I just... um, ask that you would touch all of those places um, in all of the listeners' hearts um, that have been wounded Um, by those who have said that they weren't creative, that they couldn't do this or they couldn't do that, they couldn't draw, they couldn't paint, they couldn't whatever. Um, Father God, I just ask that you would would heal those and that you would reveal to them that you are the creator and we are created in your image. We are creators. Um, I just ask that you would just endow them with a, a spirit of freedom to find and express their creativity, however that is. And if it's in gardening, if it's in painting, if it's in sewing, if whatever, um, woodworking, just all kinds of different things are are equally valid and equally um, important expressions of creativity and and 
of the spirit that you have given us. Father God, I just, um, I release that spirit of freedom. I release that spirit of creativity over all who listen and can hear my voice. Father God, whatever measure that I have achieved in this, um, of, of the freedom to try and the freedom to, to delight in the process of learning, of experimenting, of, of finding those things that you I love to do um, or that I don't, and that's fine too. I just release that over everyone who's listening, and I impart that to them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, that was so good. I, are your fingers <laughs> tingling? <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. So, Alice, if somebody wants to connect with you, how would they go about doing that? Would they go to your website? Sure. I have two websites, okay. actually. If you're, um, I, one is more my um, art stuff, and that's alicearlene.com, A-L-I-C-E-A-R-L-E-N-E. Dot com and then um, for more of the emotional um, and spiritual healing practice it's emotional and spiritual healing.com all written out okay. so um, there's those two websites and then there's links there I'm on Facebook I've got um, pages for both of those kind of branches of of what I'm doing and um, so um, and I'm on periscope and Twitter and Instagram, I think, is Alice Arlene B. Okay. So, and how would they connect with you on uh, Periscope or follow uh, you? Alice Arlene B. I think okay. is my. I always have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, so definitely, um, if you want to check out Alice's stuff, you can check out all her work at alicearlene.com. Um, if you're interested in finding out about um, healing, it's emotional and spiritual. Is that right? No. You yes. Mo- Yes, emotionalandspiritual.com? Healing.com. Healing.com. So emotionalandspiritualhealing.com. So you can check that out. Also, uh, Alice, when is your book going to be available paperback? I know that's coming right now. It is available on Kindle. But um, yes. But um, I know I'm the paperback is there coming. Was a snafu, there was a snafu with the, the proof copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was supposed to have been available already. but um, So they're having to send me another one. So hopefully... Um, there won't be any issues with it, and it will be later available later this week. Oh, so the, okay. The, the second proof copy should be here this week, they said. Um, so this weekend is, is kind of what I'm hoping for. So. Okay, and where would they be able to purchase first, that? Um, on Amazon. Okay, on so Amazon? If you, yep. If you search for Alice Briggs, I'm the only author by that name, evidently, on Amazon. There so, you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that makes it easy. It does. It so, makes but the title of the book is "A Guide to Freedom: Eleven Steps to Greater Joy, Hope, and Peace." So, well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for for taking some time. Oh, you're and, welcome. And Thank sharing. you. This has been so much fun, and and yes, your your gifts are many and many more to be discovered. So, <laughs> yes, yes, it's um, it's going to be fun. So I hope you guys um, were as blessed as I was. And like I said, if you'd like to connect with Alice, you can find her on Amazon. You can also get her book on Kindle. You can check out her website. You can see her paintings at alicearlene.com. And if you're interested in learning more about emotional and spiritual healing, you can go to emotionalandspiritualhealing.com. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Guys, I hope that this has blessed you as much as it's blessed me. Um, have a fabulous week. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Periscope at Touch by Prayer. You can also find me on Facebook at Touch by Prayer. And uh, I'm also on Twitter on Touch by Prayer. So uh, if you want to connect with me there, um, just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night. <laughs>